Right. Get your wine down here, you'll be fine. That'll help, yeah. This is really nice wine. Good. Dry January's going well. Yeah, well done. <laughs> is that your first drink this, this month? Oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, peer pressure of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. You know, wedding diet and all that. Uh, oh, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to drop in no time for that one. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. I've got till October. Oh, it'll be fine. It's a bit summer, yeah. Exactly. Natalie Green, aka the Green Machine. The Green Machine. Where did that come from? Someone else put that on there for me. I, you know what I'm like. I gave my phone to someone and say, "Can you do my Instagram?" And they came up with. No, the don't green lie. That, that's been your nickname since <laughs> no, school, isn't it? Don't pie it off now. I never got a nickname at school. When I started, like when I was at work, they used to call me Greeny, so I kind of used that. What was that? The green machine, I'm stuck with it now. Not vegetarian? That's what people think, right. though. Everyone's like, oh, so you're like Bang vegetarian or something like that. I'm like, no, it's just my last name. It's though. just, it, it, it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, that's my friend Laura. She did that for me, actually. She's like, oh, the green machine. I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> that's good. I'm stuck with it's it stuck, now. It's stuck. It's stuck it's now. It's cemented yeah. now, yeah. Well, it's great to have you. Thank you for inviting come me. Come to the studio. I know, it's nice, it's cool. Thanks. Um, so looking forward to hearing about your uh, your training, your credentials, and particularly, um, I guess the last year, right? It's really started yeah. to ramp for you. So before we get into talking about the PT and your business now, what were you doing prior to moving into the industry? Before that, I was an executive assistant. So I've come from a corporate world um, I've always done office work. I mean, I left school, went into shop work and then office work. So yeah, it was, it was, I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, I like the corporate world. I work for a, an oil company, All right. uh, one from America, I won't mention, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. But I got to the point where it was time to make a bit of a change because I've been working long time in that corporate world mm -hmm. and I was just it, it's maybe time to do something I really enjoyed yep. so um yeah a few things happened and it just it just was a good chance to make that change and had training been you'd always sort of train and been into fitness like well, whilst whilst working or did this all it it kind of came it was it was weird really because I'd always trained in the gym like most women I've gone to classes, you know, legs, bombs and thumbs, <laughs> step, you know, the usual, yep, usual thing, usual stuff. Um, I started actually working out in one of my local gyms at home, not really knowing what I'm doing. And then when I moved to being an EA, they had a, a gym in the office. So it just, that's when my, I started to get into it a little bit more. I made friends with the, the people that work there, did a couple of spin classes and then kind of got a little bit into weights, but still, I still don't know what I was doing, but it was that nice relief after working, you know, you'd head down to the gym, yeah. do an hour in there, chat to, you know, other people in different departments, work out together and then head home. So that's when I started to really get into going to the gym, not necessarily nutrition or anything like that. You know, I was training, 
I wasn't necessarily eating yeah, it, well. It started your like yeah. everyone, everyone gets it, like not necessarily a fitness journey, but that that bug. And I think if you're in the fitness industry, you know you know what that is because you do it if you're not used to it, you jump in, you do some gym, bums and tums, spin class, whatever it is, and you feel good, and then you chase it. It just it gets better and better yeah. and better. And then with you, it was just you had the balls to make the change. Like we were talking about before, Matt, was when it's hard, like, you know, you pay the bills, it's easy, it's comfortable, it does what it's supposed to do. But then no one likes change. No one's happy to make that sort of, okay, now I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to do this and start from scratch. Like, you know, hats off there. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not very good with, with change and it's usually comes from a sort of an outside, something's happened that's forced me to, to make the change. For me, it was, so my mum passed away and it was a it was very sudden. So when something like that happens, it changes your outlook a little bit. Right. So it, you know, I couldn't focus at work. I was a little bit all over the place, and I was like, I I don't know what I'm doing now. And but even going through that, I always made time for the gym. It was just my time to just release release yeah. yeah it was so that has always been like a running theme always gave me that kind of like i know things are really rubbish but let's just get down to the gym do an hour of something and then i can cope with everything else i do wonder what the correlation between the amount of people that are going to the gym and finding fitness and healthy lifestyles and if you look over especially you and me now right over the last few decades and stuff you can see we've got decades yeah exactly chris has got months <laughs> um, uh, but you look now and there's definitely more people doing fitness there's yeah. definitely more i mean yes there's always been gyms but to think about how many gyms and trainers there are in bath alone it means that there is a demand for it. And I do wonder how much there's a correlation between, you know, the big media push there is now about mental health. Mm -hmm. Every every cor big corporate that's worth their soul is now looking at the mental health of their employees. Yeah. And it's really, I think, firing up people to then go and look at that. And, and it's there's a consistent theme when we've spoken to people around mental health in the gym and that release and just kind of getting, whether it's the, the rush that we talk, you talked about with the endorphins or yeah. just a bit of switching off, not being sat in front of a screen yeah. or not being... Just you, like a bit of you time mm. where you don't have to worry about anything. You're just going in there, you're just working hard, sweating it out, whatever kind of workout you're doing. Mm. It's just taking you away from the stresses of life, especially if you're doing a, a class or whatever, you yeah. don't have to think about it. You follow the instructor and you feel good for that 45 minutes, an hour. And I think it does help with other stresses that you have. You said as well about meeting people, the community aspect I think is super important. I mean, whether you're introverted or extroverted, you, you get to meet one person and you strike yeah. up a, yeah. Yeah, and then next thing you know, you're going for a coffee with them. I don't, I don't think it ever used to be like that. Okay. But then <clears throat> having been, only been around for a year, may, maybe, I can't speak for other cities, but Bath is quite close-knit. Yeah, yeah. close-knit. It's, it's very clicky. And the places that have come up all of a sudden in the last two years, and then just the communities. But then on the whole, like, everyone knows everyone yeah. anyway. So, yeah, sometimes it's nice to go to the gym and, you know, put your headphones in and just smash out a weight session and, like, you just feel good. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. You feel good. But then sometimes it's like, I'll come in. Like, today, you know, I, was, I really didn't want to do it. Oh. 
But then you've got the choice of, oh, do you know what, I'll just get in a class, I'll have someone shower at me, take me through it, or I'll do a yoga session and just like, mum, I'll stay my way out of this. There's, <laughs> there's, there's just so much choice these days and it is a massive, massive movement. And I was talking to um, Alec in the gym the other day and just talking about that mental health side of things. All the big corporate companies are looking at it and trying to say they promote it, but I still think there's so much more that can be done. People are do saying that they, like, they're working on mental health to tick a box, but I feel like people could be much more active around it. It's all really interlinked as well, right? So um, cities are looking at how they can make themselves more popular. Um, the government wants people commuting on bikes to work more yeah. and, and businesses need to evolve ultimately to be, you know, how do you ride in and you've got a safe place to lock your bike or run in and have some really good showering facilities yeah. and then start work, right? Because all that admin is a real pain in the ass when you're just yeah. coming yeah, in. Yeah, coming in, you've got, you got your bag of this, especially with girls, we've got makeup, we've got shoes, right. we've got this, you know, little things companies Stressful. can do to help you out yep. will encourage people yep. to do that because it's just like, like straightening your hair after you've been on a bike. Yeah, for sure. It's just little things like that. Not that I would know Matt. Matt really, <laughs> Matt really <laughs> struggles with that. Yeah. <laughs> if you have hair. Yeah. 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 So, and when it comes to, um, I think that the, the corporate piece, companies will benefit from that because their employees are just going to be healthier. You can have less sick days. The statistics about the amount of days that are missed from work through sickness. People will just be healthier, right? And then that saves them on the corporate benefit of health insurances that they put out. So it's all interlinked. And that's why, again, I think if, if businesses could, if the local gyms could partner up with local businesses yeah, really and offer idea, yeah. you know, memberships and stuff, it, but, it would be great. A big business is like even, so from the gym side of things, it's like obviously with their 45 trying to get into that corporate offering, mm -hmm. corporate packages. Is everyone seems interested, but none of the businesses actually have a budget for it or want to yeah, do it. Yeah, same, same the big ones. Like obviously there's very few companies. Yeah, yeah, the company I worked for. I mean, we get our flu jab for free. Yeah. We had options to go and have a sports massage. We had just stuff where, like, some a part of the year you'd get a chance to book like a free head massage, and it was just those things. I think it's an American company, mm -hmm. so they're a little bit. You know, yeah, ahead I can, of the game, I think. I can definitely relate to that. But but what whilst companies are doing it for the well-being of their employees, that's absolutely, you know, the the, the starting point. Make no mistake, there is a financial yeah. benefit to the company doing it. There is a return on investment. You might not be able to write it down on a bottom line because HR systems aren't clever enough to look at how many people were off last year versus this year. You know, people don't get into that detail yeah. and they should. But if they tracked it, they would see that if you've got a, a you know workforce that more engaged, more energised, productivity is going to go up. Yeah, happier period. and healthier people work work better. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just less sick days, less you know less less stress on them. Yeah. It, they they will work better if they're oh. healthy. Happier. So, um, thanks for that. I think uh, it would be good to understand a little bit of making that transition into a PT, though. And I know we we um, we know about your journey to the states, and that had quite a big uh, quite a big impression yeah. on you. I think so. Maybe you could just tell us about that because that was obviously quite a unique way of sort of really dialing in on the industry itself. That was not So, luckily, I met my partner, and he was off to uh, California on a secondment for a couple of years. So did the whole kind of like long distance dating and then things happened obviously with my mum and he was like, well, why don't you just come and spend my last kind of year out with me? So I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, I was running there, and you had to think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you probably regretted it because, I'm, but no, it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was good fun. But they just do things so differently out there. And I joined a gym, um, Equinox, which is possibly the best gym in the world. And I that's why I started to take things a little bit more seriously. I actually started. Um, the Joe Wicks plan. Okay. Because I um, went to the same school. Oh, really? Okay. Um, my brother kind of knows him. So it was just, I heard he was doing stuff. His business partner back when he first started was um, a good friend of mine. So I kind of knew about him. Okay. So I thought, oh, why don't I give that a go whilst I'm out there? And that kind of taught me how to do weights. Because before I was just, you know, dabbling, but I didn't have a plan. I'd never seen a PT. So I started with that and Equinox was just a most amazing gym. And just doing different lifts, like deadlifts and stuff like that. I'd never done that before. And that, I really got the bug then. And then sort of the PTs there. I didn't actually have a session, but they were very friendly people. And obviously I didn't know anyone. Started chatting to them. And I just thought, yeah, I think I could do this. This is what I want to do. This is what <laughs> I could do. But maybe I'd want to do it at Equinox in California. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> Baths are almost the same. Yeah. So maybe not the sunshine. Maybe not the sunshine and all the juice bars. Yeah. yeah. But they just yeah. Every other place is a gym, spin studio, yoga studio. I mean, a little bit like how it is getting over here yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, London's up. the same. We're just mm. like Bath is is moving there as well. So when we came back to the UK. I had a choice, really. Do I want to go back into the office environment or do I want to do something a bit different? That's not an easy decision to make, though, is it? Like like, like we said briefly, is you've got whatever you're doing, you've got bills, bills don't go away, and then it's just something that you've done, you're used to. It's, it's that comfort zone, isn't it? Yeah. And then to go, Joe, I'm going to step outside of that, do something completely different, but you enjoy it, so that's the incentive. But... Just becoming a PT doesn't mean oh, it's hard you start work. with you start with twenty clients and you can pick whatever hourly rate you want. You start with no clients, no clients. <laughs> and you figure it out. And quick. then you start thinking, I can't pay my bills. Yeah, but it was it was strange for me to. A lot of the time, I see people who enjoy their jobs, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you? Why do you enjoy your job?" And I just kind of fell into office work. Like not everyone does. You've got you've got to work. Yep. You, unless you're minted, you have to work. Minted. So it's like. I'm like, well, how, well, how come people do stuff they actually enjoy? And I was like, what do I enjoy? Let's see if I can yeah. make this work. But yes, being your own boss is, I'm not, I just wasn't used to it. I mean, I've worked, I've been, I started work when I was, what, 18? And I, you know, I have only come a PT in the last year. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time to be getting a regular wage, having someone pay you when you're on holiday, sick days, just, you know, you just call in on it, feel well, you know, you still get that regular monthly. Yep. And then to actually be like, yeah, I want to be a PT. Mm. It's like, sounds good. Yeah, let's do this. And then you're like, oh, hang on. But it's all on you then, isn't it? It's like, you have to, do my you made tax. a decision. Yeah, well, well, yeah. How does that work? That seems to come up every episode. Yeah. Yes, you have to do your own tax. Like, oh, <laughs> I have to tell them, I'm, I'm I know. Cash I'm is king. I'm like, this, what do I do with this? I've asked my, my dad, what do I do? Yeah. He's like, you've got to go, go online, do this. And I'm like, oh, hang on. So would you, knowing what you know now, would you have done it earlier? Yes. I think I would because there's nothing worse than being bored in a job because you spend so much time there. You've got you've got to have some sort of passion. It doesn't matter what job you do, you have to 
you have to enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. And I've realised I like working with people. But, but like you said there, is when you were in your the first industry, you were looking at people that were happy in their job and people don't, like, a lot, most, like majority of people don't understand it. Mm. Like when I did my first job and hated it, I was told that this is what it is. Yeah, this is working. And for someone, for like for people to realise that you can enjoy what you do, it's just scary and you're going to have to work for it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And but then, like you said, you've been in it for a year. But then, compared to where you started and where you are now, as long as you put in the work, because yeah. you don't get the sick days. No, you, no. you you hurt yourself. You take a day off. You go on holiday. Mm. It costs you to go on holiday, but you're also not getting paid. So it's double to go on holiday because you're not. <laughs> yeah, the best thing you used to do is never look at your bank account. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. It's yeah. Fine. Just keep yeah. keep putting that card until it says. <laughs> Declined. Declined. <laughs> and then you're like, mm, I can't. Okay, back to work. <laughs> I'm so quick, glad this quick, isn't a financial advice podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A quick yeah. phone call to someone. And I suppose you Do you want anyone to look at your account? Need some money, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I seem to have spent it all on coffee. Yeah, oh, yeah. Coffee, a lot. coffee lunch. PT's not there, isn't it? Coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't like to look at my account at the end of the month. <laughs> like, how have I spent £100 on coffee? Yeah, yeah. I said, that's, that's where you want it. That's the job you want to do. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just talk us through the year then. Um, when you came back, you set up your business, and then you've built your, I guess, the companies you work with. You work at Stanza, I think yeah. it is. Um, you're also PT. So how did that progress? Where did you start to where you are today? So kind of like you do the you do your PT course and I did it on online whilst I so I pretty went back to work for a company whilst just to get some money whilst I was doing my PT course. And then all of a sudden you get this certificate through and you're like, um, so what do I do now? This is it. This is it. And then so by reading the Somerset Live, I know people take the mic I read the Somerset Live, but um, I knew that they were opening an F45 mouth. I thought that would be a good sort of experience, give me a bit of confidence, you know, because I've been in an office environment, fine. I've gone to meetings. I might have to do something in a meeting. But standing up in front of like potentially 27 people at F45 classes and telling them what to do, so I thought, you know what, well, I've just got to go for it as much as it frightened me. And then, so I started there. And so then I needed to find somewhere that I would take my uh, PT clients. Mm-hmm. And so there was a gyms here and there. I think Fly hadn't opened then, did it? No. Um, but I I knew the guys at Stands. I didn't know them well. Right. But they all worked at Fitness First and they and they came together to open their own gym. Okay. A friend of mine um, worked there. And she suggested, look, why don't you come down and chat to Carl and, and them a lot at Stanza. And I went and chatted to them and they were lovely, mm. really nice. And they've really helped me to kind of build my business up. It's finding, it's actually finding a good mentor. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. As a new PT, you do kind of need somebody who's been in the industry to kind of give you the pointers, help you out. And what they do, which is really great, is they match clients to me so someone might just come in and say look I'm looking for a you know a PT and they know me well now so they can match me with people they know I'm going to get on with that the same sort of ethos kind of ideas how to train so they've yeah they've really really helped me to build my business up I'm always asking them questions yeah (laughs) and then you've got your online presence as well yeah so I mean again 
what what you don't realise when you become a PT, especially someone of my age, is the social media aspect, the Instagram, the Facebook, posting this, posting that. If it's not something that naturally yeah. comes to you, that's the big learning curve is building a business, a brand, whatever word you want to use. If you're not used to that, no one teaches you that. Right. How How do I go about putting myself out there when there's loads of other PTs who are younger than me that just instantly know what they're doing. Mm. I mean, God, it takes me like three days to do a post. <laughs> <laughs> I press the wrong button. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many like just white pictures I've posted <laughs> on Instagram because I've pressed the wrong button and it's gone and then you're desperately trying to leave it before anyone sees it. It's just... It, but it, it, it is though, it is. It's, it's so daunting. I think that's one of the things me and Matt noticed most was that obviously it's a free platform whether it's facebook twitter even linkedin uh, instagram these free platforms that you can connect to hundreds thousands millions of people and if you don't know how to use it it is daunting like and then you see you see obviously you follow who you follow if you're in the fitness industry you follow people that are influencers and you're like you see them doing what they're doing and then you're like shit, I should be doing that. Yeah. But you're like, how do I do that? And then you're like, oh, well, I've got to get some professional photos. And then you've just started in the industry and you're like, okay, well, professional photos are going to cost me X. this. I need to, I probably need a new iPhone because I need better images and videos. And and it, it's, it can be so scary, which is then comes back around to the podcast because we would love to provide a simpler platform yeah. where you can sell yourself to an audience without having to think about it. It's a, it's a lot of pressure and I've, I've felt it. Yeah when I go on my Instagram and there's all these people putting on these really, you know, great posts, pictures of themselves, videos of themselves, them chatting, and I just look at it, I think, I, I need to do it. Yeah. But the pressure to do it then frightens me so much that I don't I don't end up doing it. Yeah. Like, I'll probably have the idea, it sits on my phone for ages, I don't have the balls to, to put it on, and I've lost it, it right, it's right. gone. So what is it, someone the other day went to me, are you on TikTok? And I was like, what is TikTok? <laughs> I mean, I know what TikTok is, but I don't know, I don't know why <laughs> you need to it? be on it as a trainer, but what's, that, you know. What's your TikTok account? I was like, what is TikTok? TikTok's a new dating app. I'm like, <laughs> what? So I, like, a, my 10 year old niece took my phone, I was like, Next are you actually on TikTok? TikTok? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I was like, what's TikTok? And she was like, she's turned to like, let me take your phone. I was like, so she's taken my phone. And now all I get is videos of these girls doing dance routines. Yeah. I don't understand what, I can't get off of it. So guys, there we go. You've got it there. <laughs> yeah. Natalie Green is now on TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, might, I might have even posted something on myself. I don't know. <laughs> Just I don't doing know. like dancing there, doing um, a macarena. All I know, all I've got is these young girls doing these weird dance routines that my, my niece seems to have downloaded. I'm like, I need to get it off my phone. I do think it's a bit of a bubble as well though. And, and clearly there are, as Chris said, millions of people using it and people are using it for the social aspect and certainly seems that it's evolved from you know people putting the camera outwards to now kind of turning it on themselves a lot more. Mm. Um, but from a business tool, which we're probably more interested in, it, it's it's unquestionable. It is a great um, vehicle to, to get those messages out there. But you can choose, I think, how you show up in those platforms, right? Mm. And just because 
you actually don't stand out because everyone's doing the same thing. So if yeah. you do something a little bit simpler sometimes, it can actually be way more effective. And uh, even we've had um, huge discussions, Chris and I, about how we want the, the page to look. And actually, we want to go super simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it's the guest picture, a yeah. little bit about them, and a little clip from the recording. That's it. We don't want it to be, Entice them this is what it, we're yeah. doing on a daily basis. That, that's not yeah, what we want it to be. Yeah, sometimes it can be a bit overkill. And, so, and even I do it. If someone puts a post up, on Instagram, if there's more than like three or four lines, I'm like, I'm bored. I know, some of them are yeah, long. Yeah. But the, so the like thing I scroll. found is like, and I know I'm no social media savvy, anything, like I could be better at it, but things change. So like it used to be, you put a post up, everyone was interested in posts. Now it's stories. Yeah. People don't, people don't, I don't care about posts. I go on, I click the stories, I roll through the stories. So it's like, but then like you said, the camera was facing outwards, it's now facing inwards. I'm terrible at that. At no point do I put stories up of me talking to the camera mm. being like, you know, I've just done the best work. It's difficult. Because also, how do you get the angle? Or is it like I've got Yeah, I know, like, like seven chins. Seven chins. Yeah. And then you try and kind of pull <laughs> you, your chin out. You and you're my like, it's, it's just like, it's the worst <laughs> angle. I mean, I took my first video of me working out. It was the worst angle ever. I was like, this is Hashtag not... Hashtag come and PT with this me. This is not... This, it, it, it literally, all you could see was up my nose, it's the wrong <laughs> angle. I was like, this... How, how do people do it? And plus, mm. when I go to the gym myself, I've got that hour to train. Yeah, I can't go like, right, yeah. put this here, tweak it, right, okay, now that's not the right angle. Right. Before you've done that, you spent four hours and yeah. all you've trained is like 10 minutes. With the... Relating it to the confidence piece, because I know that people will listen to you right now and they'll go, there's no way that she's an introvert. But I know naturally, <laughs> right, you, you would class yourself absolutely yeah. as an introverted individual of which you have to flex your extroversion. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a yeah, service true. industry you're in and yeah. you have to relate to people. So how, how have you gone over that? Because I, I, you do see when you're starting a class, or in, there's, there's people that will just stand in the corner, right? And yeah. they won't interact and they'll say, but they're there. Yeah. Right, so fair play to you, you're there. Yeah, you've, you've done you, it. You've, you've stepped yeah. in the room, now just go and, you know, suffer as much as you want to suffer in that, that <laughs> session um, and turn it on or off as much as you like. But yeah. but that, for a lot of people that are listening and starting their, their fitness sort of journey is is a big deal, right? So, yeah, it is hard. And, and sometimes you've just got to do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Mm. That's why I wanted to do the F45 classes because... I knew initially I would I'd hate it because inside I'm just dying. Mm. But I knew, give me like six months of continuously doing this work. It's just practice. I'll I'll be better. But you've smashed it. it. Like you've what? We've been there a year now. We started at the oh, same you time. You never say nice things to and, me. And you know you're probably the best trainer <laughs> at F45. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you never say that. Except for me. But it's you know, and but no, but you can tell. Like you said, you can tell when people are certain ways. But like you said, good things come. You step outside that comfort yeah, you've zone. Got to do that. You couldn't have imagined yourself doing it, but you did it a year later. You know, you've now got loads of clients, classes here, working at Stanza, um, you know, new things on the horizon. It's online yeah. presence it's it's mad isn't it what can happen yeah in a year, when so. you've got to i think i spent my whole entire life staying in that comfortable place and it drives my dad mad yeah he's always pushing me to do something any new job that i've started i get onto the phone with my dad i can't do it, it. yeah <laughs> can't do it it's too hard it. i can't do it come I'm, pick I'm, me up no no i'm not yeah come pick me up yeah. i'm like no i can't do it and then like a couple of months in and I'm okay. People are actually coming to me 
yeah. for advice and how to do this, and then I'm okay. So it's just, it's again, when you, I suppose it's like when you want to start doing exercise for the first time, you know, you know you want to do it, but then you're frightened. Just take the step. You're like, where in. do I go? How do I do this? Is anyone looking at me? Are they laughing at me? I don't like this, but yeah. as long as you can find someone or somewhere where they're very welcoming, I think then you're good. And that's our job, uh, to make it welcoming for people that are, you know, like, oh, you can tell the newbies, because yeah. they come in, their eyes are wide, they're a little Scared bit like, clear calling headlights. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. So you, as PTs, you see those ones and you kind of like, go over, like, you know, you have a little word, and you're right, don't worry about it. There's so many parallels with so many of the different sports I've done throughout the years. So I, I used to run quite a bit, got through that phase, then started to cycle quite a bit. Um, then started to go to the gym more. And each one of those, depending on which door you walk through and the people that are working there you meet, make or break the experience, right? So when you're a cyclist and people that are listening to this that they're into cycling will know, you've got everything from Halfords to your specialist tri-bike store. All gear, no idea. Well, not even that. I mean, you sometimes go in knowing, and but there's this elitist sort of mindset of the people in the store. Even music, right? We're massively into our music. You can go into some of the well-known music chains and it's that high fidelity moment where you go in and ask and they're looking down their nose at you. It's like, what, what these people don't understand is the more inclusive you make it, the more customers are gonna come yeah. back, the more people are gonna buy from you, the more they're gonna stay yeah. an extra month membership. And so same with running. Yes, there's all the big brands that do all these great trainers, it's an amazing industry, but actually when it comes to running, the brand is irrelevant. It's like, does the trainer fit your gate? Yeah. yeah. Like, it, the brand is irrelevant. And so go to a specialist shop, get on the treadmill, get them to analyze your ankles when you're running and get the trainer that fits yeah. your gait. Like, that's actually yeah. better than going for a brand. Yeah. If you're, especially if you're doing long distances. But again, you need friendly staff to talk you through that because if it feels uncomfortable you're just going to walk away and go and buy a bad pair of trainers and so the gym is exactly the same as you guys said you have to make it approachable and inclusive and 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 welcoming because if you don't you're going to lose those clients well you you learn you learn quickly don't you it's like you i mean the amount i say the year we've been in the industry you see that people come in and they are great trainers but they are one Dimensional. It's one dimensional, and then you see, like you say, you see a deer caught in headlights, first person F45, bright lights, loud music, we're shouting. And it's like, they're not gonna come back if you don't adapt. So yeah. you have to be on a scale where I can shout at the people that have been there six months and need that little bit of pushing, but then I'll, I'll duck over to the corner, I'll give a few pointers, you know, make sure they feel okay. The newbies so have that, to feel loved, yeah, for sure. Otherwise they're just, you know, they're not, they're just not gonna come back. No, you don't and, want to scare them. And you've, you know, before they've even started their kind of fitness journey, that it, it's over because they've had yeah. one bad experience and they're like, no, no. And I would encourage anyone who's listening to this today, if they've got friends who, because typically people that are listening to this are already into the fitness yeah. scene, but if you've got friends that are on that journey, share this with them yeah. because I think your story now, and, and your experiences, Chris, is, is great for those people that want to take that first step. And the thing is, is you're not a newbie for very long. No. And you get a little bit of knowledge and then before you know it, you're you giving little you're tips like, and tricks to other people. And then, yeah, for sure. So, But then like, I think that's another good bit for Nat is 
you everyone's got their niche so you've got your own category you know you've started your own little thing up at yeah i can't remember where it is but the western hub there we go but like they love it oh yeah it's there's a whole section of the industry like proper newbies that you know have been desperate to get into fitness but the thought of going into a gym it's terrifying it's terrifying yeah so for my ladies you know we did yeah like a kind of bog standard community hall I took weights. So things that I would be doing with them in a gym environment, I kind of introduced it into a kind of ladies only little class. And some of them now come to me at Stanza because they've done like, did like a 10 week course and they liked it enough to be like, they're like me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, come and see me where I work. Come to Stanza, it's really friendly, you love it. And they've come in, realized it's not a scary place yeah. there's not you know those people walking around you know shouting no, at you shouting or even, even those super fit people looking down at you because you know you might be a little bit bigger than they are and you know they realise actually no I can come and work out and no one you know everyone's there look, you know no one's there looking at you like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing yep. so it's nice for me to have that's my niche is the whole kind of like beginners new to exercise people maybe had a baby, you know, want to get back into to exercise. That's where I, I think I'm best at that type of training, just making people feel relaxed. And have you been surprised by the size of the market and how many people are actually Yeah, I was surprised anyone signed up. I was like, I'm just going to put this out, see see what happens. And I got like 20 people. I was like, I might not be able to do this but on my that, own. How does that make you feel though? It makes like, you feel really, you've yeah. Been in a, you've been in a year, you're like, oh, no one's going to no sign up. Sign 20 up. people sign up, you're like, oh shit, like, I, I'm actually people, good at what yeah, I do. People actually, listen to me, it's a scary thing. <laughs> yeah. like, oh God. Oh, good God. People <laughs> are actually listening to me for once. And and I know when uh, when I spoke to you about this <clears throat> this this venture you started, you said also as fu- as much as there's the the physical fitness element, just the confidence in people that are working with you, you're seeing grow continuously. Oh, I love it! I had a client that I started with at Stanza, and we did like a ten week course. She'd never done any kind of big lifting or anything like that, and she went on and she joined Stanza. She became a full member. And she sent me a video of herself and she's got some lifting shoes for Christmas. And nice. I was like, yes, oh, I love girl. it. Brilliant. She and she she loves it. She film films herself doing, you know, big lifts in there. And I just that's what I that's what I love. And you know, she comes back every now and again and has a session with me. She's also paid for sessions for her wife. So it's just you know, it's just keeping that interaction and all my clients, you know, even when they finish with me. We still text each other. Sure. I see them outside of, of the gym environment. We might go for lunch or something like that. So it's nice to see them progress from never being in the gym to now owning their first pair of like lifting shoes. It was great. That's amazing. <laughs> So what I'm particularly interested in, when I got to know you through F45, <laughs> you started. we started to talk um, about nutrition quite yeah. a lot, and you were going on that journey as well because you were thinking about competing. So do you want to give a bit of background into that whole chapter? Yeah, I, 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 wanted, to, I wanted to push myself. As I said, I, I stick in my comfort zone quite a lot. So 
I started with my own coach just to kind of, I wanted to change my body shape. I was training a lot in the gym, but like a lot of people, I wasn't seeing the results. I was like, I'm going wrong somewhere. I just need a bit of help. So getting my nutrition and then my, you know, my working out schedule correctly. And then I started seeing the changes that I wanted. And then I started thinking, do I want to compete? And I followed these, some of these ladies on Instagram and I was like, you know, it looks like something I wanted to get into. And my uh, coach, probably, he's probably going to be listening to this, Dan, mm. from Biceps and Banter, he was like, we do photo shoots. Give that, give that a go. Right. It's just, you know, it's not as rigid as competing, but it's going to give you the idea of dieting, nutrition, to, and to look a certain way and a certain leanness that I could all use that experience with any clients that I have that say, look, I, you know, they're a certain weight, they want to they want to lose weight. I, if I've never dieted myself, mm. how am I going to give, them that, give that advice? That's how can fair. I suggest things they can eat? How can I help them through this? So not only was it a good experience for me to do personally, it was a good experience for my business to learn how to diet. So I did that last year and it was really interesting. It, it's amazing. Or, you know, I, I found it like, it's like when I was down on low calories, it was like a challenge, right? How much can I eat mm-hmm. for this amount of calories? And I found it really interesting and I got down to it. I didn't even lose a lot of weight, but it was just eating correctly and training really hard. And the photos came out great. And I was like, right, now I'm thinking about competing. But Dan was was brutally honest with me and he, and he sat me down. He said, look, you can do this. Not a problem, but you have to think about how it's going to affect you, how it's going to affect your partner. You know, it's it's a lot of work. You know, you're going to be dieting for a lot of the year, social occasions. You know, you really have to think about how it might affect you personally. So, yeah, he was, yeah, he was honest with me. And what, so, what competition are we talking about? Just like those kind of like bikini, you know, competitions where, I mean, you get up and flaunt yourself. Yeah. But, you know, he was brutally honest. He said, you can diet down, you could train as hard as you can. And just on the day, there's just someone better than you. Sure. It's, a, it's a lifestyle choice. It's isn't a it? lifestyle choice. And, mm. you know, I had to speak to my partner about it because, mm. you know, some girls, I wasn't sure how it would, you know, affect my cycle. Yeah. Other girls can be fine with it. They can do the bikini kind of competitions. doesn't affect them that much. Yeah. But some people, what if my, you know, menstrual cycle stopped? Yeah. How long is that going to take? Well, you can be talking about year, right? Yeah, I'm I'm 40 this year. Um, Do I want children? Is that something I need to do? You know, you don't think that. You're like, oh, yeah, I just want to get up on stage and look really cool. Yeah. But when someone sits you down properly and says, yeah, 100%, we can go ahead and do this. But I want you to have all the information before before you start. And the girls that do it, hats off to them. I think they're absolutely amazing. They've got the focus. They've got the drive. And they do it. But it must be heartbreaking to know you look the best and you're there and you've done everything and you get up on stage and there's just is someone but that's, there just better than you but and that's, you're like, but oh, that's, 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 that's any sport yeah, isn't you, it? I like, don't know how you cope with that you can train as hard as you oh, want for four it. years for a 50 second oh, race no. and someone just did it better that than would break my heart but that, that's what makes or breaks like real athletes and real like it's, you pick yourself up you do it again how do you pick yourself up from that I'd be like just like well 
But it's adversity. I'm not bothering anymore. But it's That's adversity. It. I'm it's like people... I know what I'm like. I'll be like, whatever. I'm not even going to bother anymore. No, but you lose, a, you lose a loved one. You lose a parent. Whatever it is. It's like you pick yourself up. You do your bit. You go on. You're stronger. You're better for it. You've learned things. You've learned things about yourself. You know, you lose a race. You came second. You wanted gold. But incentive you're like okay well actually I could have done this better yeah. or it's it, any walk of life and it's just adversity it's overcoming it what I like about this topic is you when you were training Chris by your own admission said I could have applied myself mm. even more than I did throughout my career there was certainly that sweet spot when the success came because you were applying yourself right um, but the social aspect maybe was a bit of a draw as well and so as you said now that you finished professionally the bars are still there. It's on the sesh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, and I guess the difference with, with what Nat's talking about there is there's also that life choice around, you know, kind of it could affect me having children or starting yeah. a family. So there's, there's that, that kind of stuff. But the commitment, because I remember you and I vividly talking about, you know, want to go out for dinner and I'm thinking, do I go? Yeah. And it, that, that's a big commitment. It's a, it's a big commitment. And also to have like for my partner it's a little bit like not that we spend all our time out but you know he was coming even I was dieting he was coming home and he just would have popped to the shop and got some nice steaks and I'd be like I can't I can't eat that I can't eat it and he's like well, wh well why not yeah. he doesn't understand doesn't you know he doesn't understand calories and he doesn't eat it. it's not his world sure so he's like well I bought it you're gonna have to eat it and I'm like yeah, but if I eat it, then I can't have anything else today. For the rest of the oh, that's week. That's it. I'm, I'm kind of done. And bless him, there's a few things where he got up early once, I remember, and he made me this, like, really nice, like, mackerel on toast and avocado and all this kind of stuff. And I ate it because I felt sure. so bad. But then I had to have, like, a yogurt. For the rest of the day. <laughs> For the rest of the day. Because I'd gone over all my calories yeah. in that one meal. Yeah. But I felt so... I just felt like... Yeah. I can't just say no, he made this real effort. And I was like, mm. So again, for people that are maybe new to the journey and the quick fix stuff that keeps coming up, it's not there. It doesn't exist. No, life's gonna have to. No, life's gonna have to. Um, it's not there, right? The quick fix isn't there. No. And so um, with the photo shoot, and it'd be good to hear a little bit about that because uh, I, in particular, asked Chris a lot about the whole um, journey for that one shot. Right, you know, everyone cuts down the cover models and, and, and especially with Instagram, you know, it isn't real life. It's a lot of people have worked their way down to the photo for one day and then they kind of go back up. And and that sort of dropping of calories, it, 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 as you said, it's a lifestyle, right? It's a, and it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a yeah. lot of effort. And so when you are going to the gym and you maybe don't see the results that you want to see overnight that's obviously part of the of the process that you've got to go through but how often do people stay at that kind of base level for a, for a I long mean, time because you can't even then yeah. train optimally no right? you can't and it's it's interesting to do it to get to that leanness and then be like you know what it it looks nice but i have the lifestyle i have to, i have to create to, to look like this and it also makes you realize that those pictures that you see on instagram it's not they're not real right and you think you because you kind of look at me oh i want to look like her but then when you realize what you have to go through to get there. to look like her and then what you have to do to maintain that mm -hmm. you're like two different things it's, two, it's, it's, it's know, not a reality it's not reality so, yeah that's what you try and tell people about instagram or people that are like oh i want to look like her and i'm like 
they look like that for like two days of the year. Yeah. And they've worked all year to get there. Yeah. And then they go back up. Yeah, it's it's not it's not realistic. But I think sometimes you've got to go through it yourself to be yeah. able to tell your clients. Right. right. Look, yeah, if we want, we can get you there. But, but. this is what you're gonna to have to do. Yeah. You know, and it and it Save your soul. Yeah, it's not you're not gonna be able to keep this amount of leanness and you won't feel enjoy it. You won't and some people are naturally lean and it's fine. Sure. But if you have to work hard to get down there, you're not gonna be able to train uh, optimal you're not gonna yeah. you know and energy levels are low. Yeah, you don't feel great, you don't know, you don't sleep well, yeah. you're always cold. There's there's nice to kind of find that maintenance where you you're a nice way, you're training well, happy. you're looking, you're happy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be, be happy. It's only saying that I'm doing another photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually into my first competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the things that I know you recognise with training people consistently, and I certainly see it in the gym, is um, that kind of effort versus reward, right? And application when you're actually in the gym. As we said earlier, you know, fair play to you, you've turned up, you've got out of bed, you've got in for the 6 a.m. session. You've put your lycra on. Right, yeah. you're ready to go. And then some people walk out without breaking a sweat. And that to me has always been kind of a strange dynamic when people have put in that effort to get there. But and, and maybe, again, we talked about not making assumptions, perhaps someone's carrying an injury, that kind of stuff. But you know better than any, anyone when you know your clients, those that are really kind of dialing it up to 10 or maybe just running out of five, but they're there for even maybe the mental release. But it's important to say, I think, that if you want those results, you've got to kind of put in the effort, yeah, if right? Yeah, if you want those results, you... You have to put the effort in. If if you're coming to a PT or a class and your goal is weight loss and to look a certain way, that's not going to happen unless you put the the effort in. There's no quick fix. As much as we would love to be able to say, oh, in like six to eight weeks, you know, mm-hmm. you can. But it, you know, it, you can change your life forever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's effort. You need to follow a good plan. You need to follow a good nutrition plan. It's it's not easy. And obviously, from a female point of view, we are bombarded with the way we are supposed to look. Right. We have, you know, Instagram posts or we have just magazines, mail online, anything like that, where, you know, they put posts of women in their bikinis as news. Well, why is, why is that news? Yeah. That's not news. Such and such is, is is wandering around in a bikini. Well, she's on holiday. Mm-hmm. But then it's like... But it's a subconscious program. Subconscious thing. And it's the words that they use. And it makes you feel like you need to look a certain way. And then there's a lot of these... You know, it happens in January, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, such and such has lost two stone on yeah. this diet drink yeah. or tea or yeah. whatever. So you think, oh, maybe I can do that. But it, it it's not a quick fix. It's hard... Oh. It's hard work and it, sometimes it, it is about changing your, your lifestyle, really looking at what you do, how you eat, how you train. It, it's taking the time to really look at that and not just, I don't know, makes it, some special tea. It makes our job harder as trainers though because yeah. obviously everyone has access to all of this stuff that says you can look this way, you can do that if you just take this pill or you have this drink. But 
And we're then we're then combating that. They're like, oh, okay, we'll have to come see a trainer for three weeks. I'll look like, you know, hmm. whatever. I mean, it's just, it's unrealistic. It doesn't happen. It's not real. Um, so, but like you said, it's just changing your lifestyle completely to suit whatever it is your goal might be. And it depends where your starting point is as well. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of women come to me, oh, I want to look like you. And then I tell them what I what I do. I said, it, it's a lot of making the right choices Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And training hard. And it, it's not something I've done in eight weeks. I've, you know, I've yes. been training for, for a good couple of years now, properly, I'd say. I was always yeah. training, but now I've been doing it properly for about two two years. And I, I wouldn't even say I'm at where I want to be. And it's going to take me probably, probably more another couple of years to get to where mm. I want to be. And also sometimes where you think you want to be actually changes right because i like to lift heavy things in order to lift heavy things i need to eat a bit more which means i'm not going to be as lean as i was for the photo shoot but i really enjoy lifting heavy things and that's why i try and help my female clients move into those kind of let's do a bit of weight lifting let's do that do you think it's still this misnomer about women that lift. It, it, when you speak to the people that come in, because there's always been this thing, oh, if I lift, I'm going to look like a guy. I don't like, yeah, I'm going to get bulky. Is, which clearly isn't true. No. Um, and I don't know why that kind of um, perspective is out there, but, but it clearly is. But actually, yeah, people that lift, it, it's, one, it's an art, right? Uh, Chris and I are training in, um, uh, downstairs in, in flying. There's, there's uh, someone there doing, uh, well, they the kind of squat overheads. And yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. man, if I do that. That's that, really that, hard. And it's yeah. a cool, but it's a cool looking move yeah. as well. Yeah. The technicality that mm. goes with it. And you sort of get that bit between your teeth to try and, I was learning cleans with you, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was frustrating because <laughs> I couldn't get the technique. The strength wasn't actually the problem. It was more the technique. And you're trying to move a certain weight. And then as soon as you hit the technique, it's oh, like a good so golf swing. Yeah, you just like, go. You've got six cues to hit in the space of a second from lifting it's, the weights it's up It's hard. I, Which is really hard. It is hard. I actually had a session with a, a guy at Stands, Alex. He just does like Olympic lifting. And right. I had my first um, session with him uh, last Thursday. Right. I had so much fun. Yeah. Mm. I was just... Um, I said, I was first just doing it with a stick. Yeah. And I came away and my legs, my <laughs> bum was so sore. Yeah. And I didn't even really lift any heavy weights, but just nailing that technique yeah. and, and learning where to shift my weight and all that kind of stuff was so much fun. So why do you think there is this misinformation about lifting? If I really think it's what you see on TV. Right. You see those are like world's strongest man that everyone that everyone watches between Christmas and New Year. Mm. That's what you do. Yeah. And you just see these big guys and then and then you sometimes see the women and they're like, Oh, they're big. Yeah. And you just think, right, well, she's lifted weights, she's big. But just because you come in to the gym and lift a couple of weights for a couple of months, you're not yeah. all of a sudden gonna be, be the whole yeah, twenty <laughs> you're not gonna be bigger than a twenty stone man. It's, right, a, right. it's not and you don't, you know, that's why Especially at F45, I try and push the girls to pick up the oh, overhead because they like to stick really to the point. same set. Like, okay, I'm not going to go any higher than a, like a five kilogram dumb. I'm not yeah. going to pick any more that. So I always tend to push them into thinking, you know, if you want to change your body shape, you're going to have to lift some heavier weights. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go too silly, but don't just stick to the... If you could do three sets of 40 seconds, holding the exact same weight with no fatigue at the end... 
it's not heavy enough weight, right? And it's like, it's what I try and tell my clients is when we're, when we're lifting weights or we're squatting or whatever it is, bench press, muscle growth is, is muscle damage repairing with more fibers to make it stronger. Because if there's no, if you're not working hard enough to cause any yeah. sort of strain or damage, then it's really not a lot going on. And it's just, it's just not enough for the gains yeah. that you're after. And I had, I had a lady that told me she didn't want to do press-ups because it, it was a male exercise. Okay. <laughs> press-ups is yeah. a male exercise. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. It just yeah. it doesn't, it's not, it's not a thing. And it's, it's sad that I'm then fronted with that misinformation. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, no, that's not I think true. It's, it's funny because we, we think about how far we have come in certain aspects, but then you have to remember it wasn't sort of that long ago that women were working out in like their old school dresses and working yeah. on the toning table. It's it for some like obviously youngsters it's you know a thing, but sure. you know, maybe like, you know, of our mother's ages yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. I remember my mum, she worked on the toning tables. It was just this weird contraption that oh, you the vibration was. Like, well, it doesn't do anything, but that's what yeah. you know. It wasn't that it's long ago. Three a.m. Yeah. Three a.m. infomercials. Yeah, yeah the, get a buy this. Fifty percent off your first order. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that the women was you know yeah. they they get thick classes. We're like hula hooping, jazzercise. Yeah, right. it's in it, leotards. I think, yeah. I think we forget that yes, we have gone quite far with technology and this and that. But there's still people from that era that, you mm. know, you know, when women men exercise separately, it wasn't something we did together. Yeah. It, it was, you know, it, so we, you, you understand where the misconceptions yeah, come from. It's just breaking it's, them, isn't it? Yeah, it's just knowing that, you know, and that's, I suppose, what our job is to do. We put, you know, before and after pictures up on, on like, Instagram and stuff. Obviously, I lived heavy, but I'm not the same size as Chris. Right. So, uh, brilliant. Thanks for that. Because I think, uh, again, it's it's super interesting for people that are uh, kind of starting this um, this journey to, to have a bit of your both of yours expertise on it. Because, again, you, it's tried and tested. Right. So that's uh, that, that people are going to find that super useful. So the final thing that we are massively into is music. Right. Oh, music. music. I love a bit of music. music. So um, and yeah, it goes hand in hand, you know, music, sports, fashion. The three of yeah. them is big, big business. Um, you know, branding's amazing. But when you're in the gym, you know, we have some big debates about the playlists. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we yeah. going today? What's it? What is this on? What is this on? Don't get me wrong. I've got loads of complaints about my Christmas playlist. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. We're still talking about it. People exactly. are traumatised. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of Actually, maybe, maybe let's not ask Nat about what her favourite song is. Let's, right, let's cut, cut. I put a Christmas playlist together. Remixes, wasn't it? All Christmas remixes. <laughs> and it was for the cardio session, so it couldn't be slow. Silent Night with a big, dirty bass it was, yeah. Basically, one of the songs was hilarious. It's basically like a teenage boy on his keyboard. And it, was just, and it, just, got, it just got faster and faster. I loved it. It was absolutely hilarious. People still talking about it now I loved it yeah, any publicity who, does not, publicity, yeah. who does not want to listen to a remix version of Jingle Bells <laughs> so what, what's your go-to's when you're training what, what, what do you my find works my go-to is I'm a bit weird with my music choices I have a little bit of everything that's right we like I, eclectic I do show. like a little bit of 90s old school garage even though it wasn't old school I'll tell that that's not bad I'm into that yeah I do a little bit of that a little bit of drum and bass occasionally, yep. and then I might go a little bit hip hop like Kanye and Jay Z, and okay. then I might just add in a little bit of Madonna and George Michael. To put it. I do like a bit. Of okay, that. but 
thanks for giving us your entire <laughs> library. But that's it. Could that's you me. please give us a song that's like your like right now, like your favourite song to work out to, like uh, um, Material Girl by Madonna. You know, I don't know. Wham, wake me up before you go go. Oh Is it actually? Oh, I, fine. Wow, I'm so. <laughs> I'm so glad that headphones are there for a reason that it kind of keeps it in your own head. If you see Heavy deadlifts, the wham. I, I pretend that I'm. I've got like Jay Z and rap Kanye on, yeah. or rap on, and I'm, oh, I'm really cool. But really, but it's actually it George is, Michael. It's George Michael. I love him. And it's dulcet to be fair, he's, he's lit. I know. Don't don't make us say that he's gone. But yeah, wow. Always. Okay. So awesome. So thanks so much for uh, sharing your your stuff. So we'd love to um, make sure people can find you, you know, through your website, through uh, email, maybe reach out to you if, again, they uh, feel like they like what they've heard. Um, so what are your Instagram, email, am, website? Well, plug yourself, girl. I am the green machine because the, I the. forget to put that on there and everyone's like I can't find Green Machine I'm like hang on so and let me check um, I think I've got it wrong it's the if you find me on Instagram you'll find me at Stands of Fitness that's where I am loitering around outside no I'm always there no F45 and your website is actually Bath Boutique Fitness oof it's a lovely looking site by the way oh thank you yeah I can't, I can't take credit for that but thanks Someone else did it for me. So there you go, guys. Okay. That's, a, that's a little bit about Nat. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you fancy reaching out to her, like, there you go. There are the plugs. Just just drop her a line or get in touch with us and we can put her in touch with you as well. Oh, so thank you for we having hope, me. We hope you enjoyed it.